What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another HK video game experience. Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's going on, guys? Bringing you another video game entertainment revolution, as we can call it that, I suppose. But uh, I'm still enjoying it, man. What about you? I'm having fun doing it. I want to keep doing it, and hope you keep. I hope. I hope everybody keeps listening. That's that's what's keeping us going as the listeners. Yeah, absolutely, man. And just getting on there and seeing, you know, ten downloads today, or two or three some days. I mean, dude, that's great. If anybody's listening to it, I'm happy, man. So I like seeing those pre- spike days. Those spike days get me yeah, pumped up. <laughs> absolutely, we appreciate you guys for sure. So uh, today uh, we're going to talk about uh, drag. What is it? Monster Monster Hunter Monster World. Hunter World. Yeah, I always want to call it Dragon uh, Warrior or something. I don't know why, but because it's got a bunch of dragons in it. But. I always want to call it Monster World Hunter. It <laughs> yeah. Change the wor- words around. So I always always do that. And I'm bad about transposing stuff. I have a little bit of uh, numbers dyslexia. So like when I read numbers, I always read them backwards and I always repeat them backwards. And sometimes it takes over in my speech a little bit too. Well, um, so we want to talk about, uh, give, get a little group hug going here, try to catch up. I uh, haven't talked in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll do that, and then we're going to uh, jump into some news uh, with Clear, uh, whatever's in the news lately, and then just get into Monster Hunter. Well, actually, we're going to release the SNES Classic Mini Winner today. Uh, I got the numbers tallied up. We're going to put it in a random number generator right here on the podcast. And uh, as if we were live, and then we will uh, find that number. That's the one I'll go to on Excel, and hopefully it's a name that I can read on the air because some of you guys got some crazy names. Yes, you but, do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, wow. we'll reach out to that person, and um, once we have announced that, and uh, you know, we'll give you. We want to try to reach out to that person and give them a, a day or two. Probably we'll say forty-eight hours to respond, and if not, we'll roll it again, man. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, keep it going that way. Yeah, you got to respond to win. So that's that's our on our agenda. Uh, so kind of the, the group hug here. I wanted to just tell you clear that I'm going to go ahead and end the other contest that we had. Nobody responded to it. Uh-oh. So everybody missed out on a uh, great opportunity to get a video game. And I found a second question, too. So, with the, so the, let me nice. reiterate the contest. The contest was, we actually announced it on our Metal Gear episode. I believe that was 15, episode 15. So uh, that would be mm-hmm. five episodes ago. And um, so over a month ago, and said, if any of you guys can find a question that Clearfire asked, just any question, I'll send you guys a free game. So I'm going to go ahead and end that since we hadn't get any any uh, responses on it. And I'll post it on Facebook too that, that we ended it uh, in case somebody's still looking for it. By now, people are probably like, you know, somebody's already gotten that, you know, because mm-hmm. it's been it's been over a month. But nobody actually did. So keep so if you hear these things, look for it and uh, ask on Facebook. Yep. We'll tell you, but uh, or Twitter or whatever. But one of the questions you asked was in the Mario Super Mario Brothers two episode where we you were talking about Mega Man and you asked what was the dog's name, which was Rush. So you said what was the, what was his dog's name? Okay, so that's one. And then, he, and I didn't go back and listen to all of them. I don't. There may be more than this, but then you asked another one in one of the retro uh, reviews. So that was episode three or four. I, well, I can't remember which one it was, but I think it was probably the first one. So episode three. So we're gonna end that there. But uh, just keep listening, guys. I mean, I'm gonna drop. I got another contest already in the works. So I'm gonna drop it at any random time, and this is gonna be a little bit easier. Uh, in fact, if you've been listening to the podcast, you might be able to answer the question immediately. You don't have to go back and listen to any other ones. But it's just fun. I like giving stuff away. 
And uh, we certainly will have more contests after this NES Mini. And uh, we'll, we'll have to come to agreement on what that'll be. But but anyway, just know that that's going to be out there soon. So just just stay tuned. But anyway, so what's been going on, dude? I hadn't talked to you. and Well, I've talked to you, but uh, we hadn't really sat down and chopped it up for a while. Yeah, well, we haven't talked on the phone because I've had no voice for the past almost two weeks, it seems like. So yeah. I've kind of been under the weather sick. Uh, it's that time of year that I always start getting sick, allergies, season, uh, the good old seasonal, seasonal allergies here in Mississippi. The pine trees are dropping their pollen, making people sick. Um, we're actually under, right now, under a tornado watch, possible tornado warning soon. Uh, that's how how crazy our weather is. You know, we were in the mid-70s today. Tomorrow, I think we're going to be in the mid-60s, and then by Wednesday, we're going to be in the mid-50s. So we're just dropping temp all week long, and it's just wreaking havoc on me being sick, get, getting me sick. So I'll probably get sick again this week. It's just, it's horrible, man. It's just terrible. Yeah, it's been get, people have been getting sick over here, too. My, my son came into the room the other night, like one in the morning going, this weird barking breathing sound this actually was i had to look it up and i had to text trey uh trey's a friend of ours he's a doctor and he actually writes all the songs too but or at least a majority of them but uh and say dude this is going what's, what is this you know it was like one in the morning i didn't text him then i just looked it up but he had like the croup or something yeah and uh so it just went away just, there's nothing you can really do about it. it's just like a little cold but it just kind of messes up their airways makes them sound makes it sound terrible i mean he's only five years old it's kind of kind of worrisome i was looking up like you know 24 hour emergency rooms or whatever that were not across the bridge over there 30 minutes away or so it's not that far but but anyway just something local but uh we didn't have to do anything thank god my wife lost her voice a couple days ago too was gone for two days just out of the blue didn't start didn't start getting scratchy or anything just woke up one day it was gone (laughs) you know it came back too like two days later so there's definitely something I got a tickle in my throat too. So I mean, there's yeah. there's it's just crazy. I mean, my throat's still all scratchy and everything, and it's going to be like that for probably quite a while now. So, but at least I'm back to where I can somewhat breathe and somewhat talk. So that's good. Let's go ahead and jump to the news, dude. What is? Have you been? As you can probably tell, as you probably can tell on the Facebook on our Facebook page uh, for Asian K, I haven't been posting a lot lately. It's just mainly because I've been sick, laying in the bed, not doing anything but laying in the bed. So, <laughs> so uh, I've kind of let I kind of let Facebook slide to the side, but also too, it was a good way for us to kind of take a break once the uh, the contest ended and just get, gave us a breather room to kind of calculate all the uh, all the entries and everything. So that was kind of in a, in a way an indirect way to kind of give us a breathing room. But uh, as far as news goes, uh, something that was interesting that I did see in the news just recently is they actually have plans to end the free video games. For the PlayStation Vita and PS3 by March of 2019, so that means they're going to take they're going to they're going to take the free PS uh, Plus games away from those two systems by March 2019. Now, PlayStation Sony hates the Vita, man. I, I, you know they didn't even market it correctly yeah, or whatever reason it failed. The system is awesome. Yeah, it's it's they've kind of they've kind of they, they definitely let that one fall by the wayside but what they are doing is is you'll still be able to play the games that you have downloaded or have in your library as long as you're a PS plus member so you're not going to lose the games that you've already downloaded or tried to you know put, put in your library you, you just won't be able to get any new ones speaking of the games too I want to double check and make sure I'm telling you right but they look like we have two really good games coming out in February or I'm sorry March it's March now. 
for PS Plus. So if you're a PS Plus member, PS uh, a PlayStation player, me and Hollywood are PlayStation players. We we left F- Xbox uh, behind from the 360 to the One series. But from what I'm reading, it looks like we are going to have. Um, I thought I saw Bloodborne on there, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I think it's already gone. I saw a coach playing Ratchet and Clank. Yes. Uh, what's the what's Ratchet and Clank? Is it? Um, if you said it, I don't know which one it was. I I'm can't not sure which one it was. And that might have been last. That might have been last. That week. may well, it may be what's out now. They stay out for like two weeks or something. They yeah. stay out a while. Yeah, that, that, that I saw that and that was pretty awesome. Now they, might, I mean, they might have changed it. Yeah, they've been doing good with that. Um, I hate that the Vita is going to lose theirs though. Yeah, the Vita's uh, going to lose theirs. And I don't really like that you got to be a PlayStation Plus member to play games you've already downloaded. I guess if they're giving them away for free, yeah. But if I bought the game, you know, I should be able to play it. And that maybe you may still be able to, you know, like I got Final Fantasy VIII on my uh, Vita and I bought that one. So am I going to be able to play that? You know, if I'm not, yeah. if I'm not a PlayStation Plus member. Now, if you bought, now if you bought it, you'll be able to play it, but you won't be able okay. to play anything that you uh, downloaded for free. Like the free okay. games that were offered, you won't be able to play those. So Fair enough. So they're not taking away the PS Plus membership from it. They're just taking the free games that they offer each month from it. Yeah, but if I decide to not be a PlayStation Plus member, am I going to be able to play those ones I bought? That was the question. But I yeah. Think certainly, certainly so. Oh, no, no, no. You'll be able to play any game that you bought because they don't consider that a part of PlayStation Plus. The only thing that's included in PlayStation Plus is online multiplayer and the PS Plus free games that are given out. If you get I rid, see. if you get rid of your PS Plus membership, then you'll lose your ability to play online multiplayer and those free games. Okay. But yes, it is Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank that will be out starting. Um, they say until March six for the last games, and that was Knack, and I forgot the other one. Um, but Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank are the free ones that'll start up uh, March eighth. So you're looking at, uh, I'm sorry, March 7th. So, uh, but the, yeah, like they said, March 8th of 2019 to be exactly, uh, no more free titles for the PS3 and Vitas. So it won't affect anything you've already downloaded. It'll all remain free as long as you keep your Plus subscription. So um, the PS4 games that are out right now, if you haven't downloaded them yet, are Knack, Rhyme, and Grand Kingdom. Knack is supposed to be a pretty fun game. I never played it, but uh, I know some people that did. But Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank are your PS4 games for the month of March, which is an amazing drop. I've never played Bloodborne, but looks like I got me another game to play because that's free. And then Ratchet and Clank, you know, I played it on PS2, and they're fun little games. If you just want a little fun little game to play, it's great. Yeah, Bloodborne has got a good, uh, I've heard good things about that, and Ratchet and Clank, too. Uh, so I'll be excited about those. I still got the Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I think I hadn't played that yet. I mean, I've been killing the Metal Gear so- or Metal Gear Phantom Pain. That was free at one point. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. That's got a lot of gameplay involved. So I'm hoping the uh, the Deus Ex will be will be good. But I don't know. It got good rate reviews, but we'll see. Uh, Deus Ex is supposed to be pretty good. So um, what what else you got in the news? Anything else? Well. Monster Hunter World has now become the best-selling game in Capcom's history. Wow. Uh, That's awesome. 7.5 million units worldwide. That's including downloads as well. So that's a big number for for Capcom, and hopefully that uh, gives them the 
push to put more DLC content into Monster Hunter World. I know that uh, there was a rumor sheet that went around some of the groups that had this just crazy long list of DLC stuff. Turned out to be just a guy's wish list. But if that kind of stuff, <laughs> it, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was just a big rumor and just everything. Just a guy's wish list. That was basically what it came down to. If you go down and check out the groups, that's what they say. It's just a dude's wish list. But if you go and check it out, it's like an amazing wish list because it's basically got DLC hitting every single month. Big stuff, little stuff, a lot of fun things. Um, I mean, there was they even had a had a, it wasn't a DLC, but as a it's a as a limited time event that they have going on right now. I think it ends like tomorrow or something like that. It's one of their weekly events. It's called uh, Wiggle Me This, where if you collect ten Wigglers in the quest, you can get the uh, tickets to make a Wiggler helmet. So you can have that wiggler <laughs> helmet on. It's funny looking. It's hilarious. A helmet or something. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it kind of looks like a snake that when you start running around, the head just start bobbling all over the place. It's hilarious. So you know, I did the quest. I didn't. I didn't make the head yet because I've got to get one more piece. But I can get it from something else. I got the ticket to make it, so I, I'm good on that. Um, also, to the um, uh, Aloy. I'm. I hope I'm saying her name right. It's uh, from the Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that quest is still active right now. That's active until I think I want to say March fifteenth on Monster Hunter World, and that's one another tie-in from another game on PS4 side, Horizon Zero Dawn, where you can actually get the armor and the bow to look exactly like Alloy or Alloy is what I was told from Horizon Zero Dawn, the main character. So it's pretty neat. It's not high-level armor, but it is just fun, kind of nostalgia kind of thing, and it was fun just beating the thing. I had to beat like Anjanath a bunch of times, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hate fighting Anjanath now. I mean, it's just it's crazy. But uh, it, it was a neat thing because earlier, uh, earlier when uh, Monster Hunter World first released, they had the event where you could get the Horizon Zero Dawn armor to make your Palico look like a little robot cat. So that was pretty cool. I got that and got the whole matching set. So you know. It's fun things like that that I hope that uh, Capcom keeps on pushing for that game. They even did they, they they've done it in a small batch where if you had the had a save of uh, Street Fighter V on your PS4 that you could get a Ryu armor set. So they're doing they're going to release that eventually for the PS4 and Xbox wide release so you can all get it. But they're adding little things like that and I think that's great. And there was also to. Um, it's not really a rumor. It's just nobody knows when you will be able to get a eight bit set of armor for your Palico to make it look like Mega Man. So they're doing really cool stuff. They're doing really cool stuff and really fun stuff like that. And I think that that is what's going to draw me and keep me going back to this game because it's just a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff. If Capcom keeps on selling game, games like this, we're just, we're going to have a good chance of having a nice long run of this type of game like Monster Hunter World, which is a, just a really fun game, and we're going to talk more about it later. So, sorry I'm jumping all over that now, but that's just you know one big piece in the news. So, well, you see, it's like Capcom is doing. Um, I'm just trying like Nintendo, you know, obviously a, a console maker, but they have you know Mario, Link. You know, you can name it. You know, Nintendo, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong, whatever. So they got their little franchise characters. Just look at Super Smash Bros. Somewhere. Yeah. So it's like Capcom is trying to uh, get that established kind of thing as well. Like you know, just integrating all of their games somehow, putting Easter eggs in there. They even have Dark Souls uh, Easter egg in uh, uh, what is it, Rotten Vale? I think I don't remember. One of the one of the worlds you can go to, they have a Easter egg for 
Dark Souls, I believe that's the name of it. I can't remember now. I got to look up uh, and make sure Dark Souls is, is that Capcom. It's it's Dark Souls because a lot of people compare uh, Monster Hunter World to Dark Souls Three, and so okay. yeah, it, it's it's a thing for Dark Souls. I don't know where it is. I haven't gone look for it because I never was a Dark Souls player, but I might go back and actually play it because it sounds like it might be a fun game to play. Yeah, it's very difficult. I mean, that's a super difficult game, and it's it's just a lot of strategy and stuff you gotta you gotta do. Yeah, it doesn't say Bandai, Nam- uh, Namco, and Bandai. I don't know if that's some kind of subsidiary or what for a Capcom, but uh, just I'm just thinking to get on the spot, man. I need to get down this rabbit hole, but whatever the reason, they got a uh, Easter egg in there for that. So they like to, they like to do that stuff, and that's cool. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, Monster Hunter. We'll go. I guess we'll just jump right into it. Just want to kind of give my history with the game. So I've heard about, I actually heard about this game a long time ago. Monster Hunter in general, back in 2004. Or five when I was working at GameStop in Memphis, and a guy was telling me about it, and uh, I was like, you know what, you know what's, what, game, what is this about, you know? And uh, so you kill monsters, you cut them up, you, you loot the monsters, and you make better armor and stuff. He, he loved it. He loved the game. It's one of his favorite games. So that sounds cool, but I never touched it. Didn't touch it until I got a Wii U, and I think I got that with when I got the system. I can't remember. I got the Monster Hunter Ultimate, Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, I believe. That's on the Wii U. And I uh, played it solo, and I uh, really enjoyed that. And I knew that I, you guys would like to, like it as well, and we'd have fun playing together, but you'd have to buy a Wii U to do it, and nobody was going to buy a Wii U. So I'm glad that Capcom has moved to the PlayStation 4, which they, they did release a Monster Hunter 4 for the uh, uh, 3DS only. And so since they did not release it for... You know, we, you, as you can tell that, hey, we're not going to waste our, they're kind of saying we're not going to waste our time on this. We probably lost money on it. But um, they, they went ahead and uh, jump, jump ship, so to speak, over to the uh, PlayStation and sounds like it's working out for them. Yeah. So that's really good. 7.5 million copies. That's just a hard dispute working out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. So, well, so from your first impressions of the game, when you very first got it and turned it on, what what did you expect it to be, and then how you know what did you think about it when your very first few hunts or whatever? So, for me, this is my first Monster Hunter, and I didn't hear about it until literally the either the day before or the day of that it was going to be released. It's it's like quasi midnight release, and so I was like, okay, I'll go check this out. I go stand in line to go get my game. I get it, no big deal. Um, I get to play it finally. I think like that Saturday. And sit down and play it and turn it on. The first thing I realized, hey, man, this is a pretty game. You know, it looks good. It's got some nice graphics to it, just really nice and clean. And so start playing it. One of the first thing I notice is, is the um, the speech is not synced with the mouse. So I kind of ch- ch- uh, chalk that up to it being English and this being a highly Japanese-made game. You know, when you look at the, when you watch the credits after you beat the story you don't see an American name through those credits until they say American team, you know, and it, that's a ways down too. So, but that, but that didn't bother me. That was just one of the one, one of the random things I picked up on, but visually, I mean, it's an, it's a, a visually impressive game. The landscapes, the details that they put in. And I mean, they've got bugs jumping around that you can throw a little net and capture, you know, there, there's a whole, like environment around capturing just the little bugs and little critters around the around the around the place. Not to mention you have small monsters that you can fight 
which they don't really fight back much, but you know, you've got the little small monsters and then you've got the big monsters. So they've got this whole huge, large ecosystem going on. And I, that really drawed me in because it's like, wow, I have options and plenty of choices to do. If I decide today, all I want to do is go out and look for all these little bitty monsters I can catch with my net, you know, like grasshoppers and rabbits and all this other stuff to decorate my room, I can just go do that, you know? Or if I want to go hunt small monsters, I don't want to deal with the big dragon today, I can go do that. Or I can go, I mean, it's just, it, it had so many options from the minute I started that it was just overwhelming. And two, I will say, this is not a game for beginners. It is definitely not one that you want to say, hey, look, here's your first game, play this. If you do that, you're going to have people go, uh-uh. You know, it's just one of those games that you have to be into gaming to play because it is a very intense game it's one of those ones that you have to play and have skill at you can't just play it just to play it and think you're doing good you will eventually hit walls where you can't get past and you'll actually have to really take the time to learn the mechanics of the game and so that's what i really like that's a good point so that's what that's a good uh before we jump any further that's what i was going to kind of to hit on it then this game is actually a much watered down version of how it used to be. So this is a lot more beginner user friendly than the old monster hunters. But immediately, like you said, right when you start the options, so you, I don't even know the number. I mean, 20 different weapons to choose from, something like that. Roughly. So, yeah, so there's a lot of weapons to choose from. So, and you keep them in your inventory and you don't have to go find them or whatever. They start you off with whatever, 20 different weapons. And so, uh, for example, I use the insect glaive. Uh, Clear uses the dual blades. There's a katana sword there's a bow and arrow there's a bow gun there's a javelin there's a sword and shield there's great sword axes i mean there's everything they all play differently and as, as uh, clear said it's a skill game so you have to learn how the mechanics of the game work find a weapon that you like to use revelation was always getting upset at the game and he was playing the great with the great sword and that's not a good beginner weapon you you better know what you're doing because that thing swings so slow if you miss, you're just frustrated. And so I said, switch to the duels. And he switched to the duels. It's a whole different game for him. So you get that option So uh, to pick your weapon that fits your play style. And as you said, a lot of things happen. I know, I know it uh, kind of uh, messed with me for a little bit. And I know it messed with Coach, Revelation. Uh, so it's probably a, kind of, the, um, kind of a, a jarring uh, feature is the camera. There's no lock-on system. There is on this one. Like I said, it's a friendly one. You can lock on for a minute. Uh, there's no permanent lock on the monster because the monster, de depending on where you attack the monster, different things happen. Uh, the tail will fall off. If it's, like For instance, one of the strategies is there's a uh, Raytheon that poisons you with his tail. Well, you chop his tail off. He can't poison you. So it's different strategies like that, but that that's kind of the skill that Clear is talking about. Uh, to be able to hit that tail. It's not just, you can't just lock onto the tail. And uh, another thing, like Clear saying with the uh, beginner, um, not a beginner game, is you are never going to out-level your next, like a lot of times, uh, see how to phrase this, like on any of the Final Fantasies or any other RPG, you can kind of do a bunch of side quests and all this, and then you're really, really souped up, ready to take on the next monster. The you next can power boss. level. Yeah, and the boss is just kind of so easy because you're already kind of so maxed out. Not going to happen in this game. Uh, you, it will certainly help you, but if you don't know what you're doing, you will die on your next big monster because that's the type of game it is. It is a skill-based game, which is one of the great things about it. Well, even some monsters that I've gone back and refought after I've beat them, 
and have even a higher hunter rank, they've still even one-shotted me then. I mean, they can do that. That's what I like about the game. You have to learn how they attack. And then, too, back to the whole camera thing, I actually like the not locking on thing. It actually has been, you know, I got used to it pretty quick and I actually like it. It's kind of... It kind of makes me have to adjust the camera and be more active in how I control my fight and how I control my actions. So I, I really like that part of the game where I know a lot of people are like, uh, even some people in our uh, Destiny 2 clan that play it, they're like, oh, I can't stand this because I don't lock into the thing. I was like, it's not about locking in. It's about you basically, because that's what I like about the dual blades is it's like a dance. You've got to follow and move around and focus on the different points that you're attacking at instead of having a lock-on. Because for me, if I had a lock-on, I wouldn't be able to tell what in the world I'm doing because I'm, I'm jumping around so much. So it, it's it all also depends on your play style, like Hollywood was saying as well, too. So, I mean, that's just one of the awesome features that I like about it. And two, what, uh, what he was saying is this is the more watered-down one. This is stuff that I've heard from uh, the players that used to play. Like the whetstone, you have to sharpen your weapons all the time because they do dull. I like that. That's pretty cool. I've never played a game with that mechanic. Or at least I don't remember it off the top of my head. And so, in the older versions of this game, you actually had to carry whetstones with you and they would wear out. And you would have to replace your whetstones. This one, you have an unlimited whetstone. Everybody loves that. And then, two, the tracking, you had to have like a little paintball marker, from what I was told, <laughs> to mark the animal for you to do it. Well, now you have these scout flies, and you actually level up your scout flies on tracking the individual uh, uh, monsters. So I like that whole going to level up to learn about the monsters, because now you have a book that you can go look. Okay, if, I go, if I'm fighting this monster, I know to attack it here at its weak points, and that these items are going to drop from these areas. So... Yeah, that that's pretty cool. The um, kind of basics of the game. Okay, there's a strong attack, a weak attack, a roll. Um, so you kind of dive out of the way. You got to run. You got an item use button, and you have a little quick select wheel you can use to pull up your items. And so when you hit, uh, this sounds so primitive to say, but this is a big deal to me, a guy that likes this kind of game. When you hit something, numbers come off of them. <laughs> so yes. I love that. I love seeing that's that Japanese, too. I'm like that. Man. I'm like that. Got to see those numbers because it's like. I'm doing damage, you know? Yeah. And that's how you tell, hey, this is, I used to hit this guy for five. Now I'm hitting him for 45. Or when you hit a, a powerful, so you start swinging your, your blades or whatever, uh, triangle, circle, doing different combinations. And then you come up with a, toward the end of the, end of the combo, it's a power blow. Boom. You might hit them for like my insect glaive will hit for 35. Uh, and then when it hits a hard one, you know, to hit for 120 or something. Mm -hmm. So that's a big deal. Uh, so you can know when these special moves are like, like clear has got the dual blade. He doesn't have quote as much attack power as me, but he probably does more DPS cause he's just swinging them all the time. So the, what I'm getting at is it's your play style, you know? So that's what you just got to figure out. And so like, if you don't like sharpening your blades, use a bow and arrow, use a, uh, but that comes with its own problems. You got to have certain, uh, arrow coatings or ammo for your gun or whatever. So, so the weapons are one way, the armor so one of the just key, I mean, the pretty much the game, you know, there's a story which we'll get into in a second, of course, but is you go hunt a big monster or even small monsters or like clear said, catching bugs or whatever. And then you, uh, after you find a new monster, you kill it, you go back to your smithy, you know, your blacksmith and see the armor that you can now create. So you have a uh, helmet, breastplate, a, an arm piece, a waist piece, 
and uh, legs and greaves. So there's five different armors you can get. You can mix and match. And so each one will have a special ability, usually based on that monster. In other words, if you fight a monster that is, a, you know, like thunder or a dragon that breathes fire, you're probably going to have some fire resistance on that armor. Uh, stuff like that. If it's uh, like a pookie pookie is poison. So you're going to have a poison blade. You can use that same stuff to craft your weapon as well. And uh, and later on down the down the road, you start getting bonuses with your sets, such as you know weapons don't dull as fast, or unlimited uh, you know certain arrows or something, or you can reload faster, stuff like that. So you get sets along with that bonus, and you get gems you can place into these things, so you can really fine tune your character in the in the play style that you want to do. And Hollywood actually just said something really good that I want to throw a disclaimer out there real quick. You are going to hear some weird names through this podcast. And Pookie Pookie is definitely one of them. So be prepared for some weird names. If you need an idea of what we're talking about, let us know. We'll throw up pictures on our Facebook page so you can see. We'll, we'll do that kind of stuff, show you the critters that we're talking about because there's a ton of them. And they get crazier names. We've got one we call the B-52 because he literally works like a B-52. My, my little girl was watching me play the game and I said, and she's like, what are you doing? She's three. And I said, I'm going to hunt a pookie pookie. She said, oh, you know, that's a that's a potty word. <laughs> pookie pookie. <laughs> like, I guess it sounds like it, but it's not. And my son was like, it sounds like it, but it's not. I said, yeah, we're all right. But it's funny. But that's, you know, that's what they hear. But it does sound something like something yeah. sometimes. But but so, okay. So I started playing this and the story did not grip me at all. And I just kind of blasted through it. And it just didn't grip me, grip me because, personally, I'm not saying it's a bad story. I don't know. I didn't really keep up with it after a while because it didn't grip me, like I just said. But I don't really know why my guy is where he's at. I don't know the background of the world. And, again, this may be something that has been explained before, and you're supposed to just know it. Um, I actually went on YouTube and found it out. But during the during the uh, deal, I didn't know anything it was. So I didn't really care about the character or who the girl is that runs with you. I mean, so I just kind of blasted through it. I just wanted to kill the monsters. That's the whole point of it. And I, and I, you know, ask where if I like story in a game. So I look for it, it but you know, just kind of like whatever. I just ready. To, I'm just ready to go. And so that maybe that's a test. Maybe that's a good thing to say about the game is because I didn't really care for the story. I'm not saying it's bad. I don't know. But you seem to you always kind of like the lore of these types of games. What do you think about the so story? the story is for me the story is kind of lacking because it's just oh we're chasing this monster to the new world because of the migration that's happening with all of them and I don't remember the story that well but well that's that'll tell you about it right suppose, there. suppose yeah because I mean I love stories I love lore you you look at me with Destiny the way I dove into it with all the other games I usually dive into it the lore side this one just doesn't have the lore to it I mean there is but there's not and it's just not to me it wasn't as encapsulating or as encaptivating I'm sorry let me say that right well say the word the right word uh, it wasn't as encaptivating as some of the other stories because it's just no there's no like it's nothing to draw you to that character, in my opinion. It was just, okay, we're here in this new world. Let's kill these monsters, you know? I read a story that was actually kind of funny and kind of... Um, it was basically saying that Monster Hunter uh, Monster Hunter World is basically saying it's okay to go invade somebody's space and kill them. <laughs> because you are coming into the world where these monsters have been living. They've been living just fine. 
you come in, you start killing them. You know, why are you killing these monsters? You know, and yeah, you can capture them for research and all that too, and do it the what what quote unquote the more humane way. But you know, it's just kind of funny to hear that kind of kind of thing happen from from people out there that don't really understand. But it just wasn't something that grabs you because one, like I said earlier, the this is one complaint that I hear from a lot of people. The lips don't move with the words. It's just kind of off sync. And then two, when you go into some of the things, it doesn't always have voice to the accompanying text. So you just go in and you have to start reading. I'm not a reader, so I flew through it. I just was like, I'm not reading. I'll fly through it. I'll, I'll be fine. But what little bit of the story I did pick up from, I did enjoy. And I think, you know, it goes back to the whole point of the game is to go hunt monsters. And boy, that's fun. You know, like I was talking about with the whole tracking system, tracking them with the scout flies. I really enjoy doing that, going in, finding a footprint, and then my scout flies start flying all over the place to go find another footprint or some droppings that the, uh, that the monster left behind, and you just start tracking it. And I actually like that part of the game more so than anything because once you go back and look at your little, they call it the ecological book that you have, when you go back and look at the book, you can find out so much about the monster, its weak points, uh, what's it weak against, like what weapons, like what uh, damage it's weak against, what items it's most likely to drop in its uh, low rank mode and hard rank mode. You know, and you just got, it's got this whole list of stuff, and it's just a really awesome book. And you, it, you've got the ability to pull it out at any time. You just press uh, the the, the uh, middle button on the PlayStation Four controller, and it pops it up, and you can start going through the book right there in the middle of doing anything. It's great. I love that. It's just I like having that companion part of it. I could leave all of the story behind if I had just that book to run around with. You know, that that to me is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like you said, uh, I kind of blasted through the story too, but you still got the gist of it because it does a good, and the highlight of the game is obviously killing the monsters, not the story, so they do a good job of when you kind of come back from a quest, you'll hear the girl say something like, oh, we need to go track you know, this monster and figure out what's going on in whatever land, so you kind of get that one, one liner of giving you the gist of the story, and it kind of reminds you, okay, let me go do that. And I, I got the Zora Magdara uh, deal. This will contain probably some minor spoilers. I'll put that in the description. Uh, I don't want to spoil the game for you guys, um, but it's just some minor things. Well, I also like about it, too, is the you know, you're talking about when you go back into town and everything, the heads-up display. It, you know, it's got a lot of great information on your screen when you're sitting there looking. When you're in town, you've got notifications that pop up, with like what's your next quest in the top right-hand corner. You've got some other little things going on there. When something happens, somebody sends you a guild card, which is basically their card that says what level they're at, you know, their armor that they use, just a little basic information. You can actually scroll through it and see how many times they've killed certain monsters to see what they're proficient at. So you could actually team up with them to go take care of this monster. It's really cool for that side of it. The only downside is is trying to team up to go fight with somebody can sometimes be a bit of a pain. Some of it, is, some of it, uh, some of the social aspect of the game is lacking. But you know, if you've got a group of people that you play with already, you don't really need that social aspect because as long as you can get them in a small little uh, squad and you've got the SOSs to respond to, you can have a blast with the game. I have a blast sometimes when I'm the only one on there, just going in there responding and helping people with SOSs. Yeah, that is a cool thing that they do. I, I really like that feature. So, 
let's we'll talk about the uh, let's talk about the uh, items and the uh, crafting mechanic, and then we'll jump into the uh, actual different types of uh, missions and stuff you can do. But the, there is a whole separate uh, crafting mechanic involved. This one's a lot simpler. Um, I know in Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, you had your, your item box your chest would be slammed full of everything. And I think it even kept, you know, this one breaks it up. Your items, you got uh, material or whatever, you know, it kind of breaks it up, craft, you know, for uh, whatever, but for ammo and all that, but your other one's just a big box. I mean, you had like three or four pages and you had to go, do I have this item? And it was a lot bigger than just the little lines that you see on this one. It probably filled up the whole screen or half the screen with uh, little uh boxes and stuff that you had to find the items in and scroll through and see if you had that actual item to craft something and a lot there was a lot of question marks on the crafting mechanic and you just had to find one okay pick it i got it if you had the items for it and this one does it too uh it didn't seem like you can craft as much maybe it's just maybe i'm just used to it or maybe i thought it was a lot more than it was before like for example if you have a herb you find the herb out there in an expedition or anywhere out in the world you can craft a potion out of that to heal you uh they have an auto crafting uh, deal now to where to automatically jump to a potion for you uh, so you don't have to go into your inventory because a herb is good for nothing else and just makes potions you find some honey out there in the world you mix a potion and honey for a mega potion so stuff like that uh, you build traps to capture the monster uh, instead of kill it you can capture it and of course you get more more uh, loot from that research points the whole thing is clear with saying to get more information on that monster there's bombs that a lot of people can use, barrel bombs. Uh, you set down, there's slinger ammo. I, I don't know if you craft that. You find that out in the wild. Yeah, but, you find uh, that out in the wild. I, I use slinger ammo yeah. a lot. I, I use slinger ammo a lot being a dual bladist because it allows me a chance to back off. And the thing with slinger ammo is, is you find it either laying on the ground or it's drops from the monster, depending on the monster. Yeah, so he uses slinger ammo to try to, and if, let's see, this is, let me give you an example right here. It's good for us to team up because for our uh, weapon choices, he's got the uh, dual blades. I got the insect glaive. So the insect glaive, you kind of pole vault into the air and, and fly around that way. So if we fight a flying monster, a flying dragon, clear it's harder for clear to hit. He has to hit it with a, uh, some type of slinger ammo, whether that be a flash bomb to knock it out of the sky, hit it in the head with something. It falls out of the sky. I, can, I like it when it's in the air. I just fly around and tear it up, and it can't really do anything to me. And so that's a good thing for me, but on another, like... Odegaren that moves around real quick and he's low to the ground it's harder for me to hit him have to change up my style it's easier for clear or something like Diablo I, I cannot stand Diablo I, ha I looked online to see if there's a petition to get rid of that <laughs> creature from the game because oh, I can't stand him you are not the only one that says that a lot of people hate it I've gotten to where I don't mind Diablos just because I've learned that if I catch him as he's going into the sand I can sit there and just waylay him until he's all the way in the sand, and the minute he goes in the sand, I just run like a madman. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just a secret. to When you see that dirt trail, make sure you don't run in a straight line, otherwise he's going to pop you, because he only goes in a straight line. But if you start zigzagging, you're pretty much safe. Um, Black Diablos, is, he's a bit more of a pain. But yeah, but like Holly was saying, it's you've got to learn that style, and that style of play, like for me, it's up close and personal. The minute the dragon goes in the air because it's always dragons that fly for me. The minute they go in the air, I don't have really much of a chance to hit them, so I have to go find something. Sometimes I have to go almost run run a zone or two away to go find something just because he'll be sitting there flying and he won't come down. 
And now I can climb up on things and jump off of things and try to ride them, but my riding ability is not as great as Hollywood's is. And with the Insect Glaive, he pretty much can pole vault onto the back of them at any time, you know. And it's great because after a while, he can actually knock them out of the air for me, so... The way that this uh, game kind of works, like as uh, Clear was saying, you kind of it's tough to team up sometimes because you can't just join a group when you start and then you just stay in a group. You have your town, which you're always going to be solo unless you're in the uh, gathering hub, and then you'll be together. But uh, but when you sign on to the game, it gives you the option to start an online session, join an online session, or join a squad session. So we got an HK uh, squad, so I just go to the squad session every time. Uh, if I'm the only one on, then nobody's going to join my game at random. Uh, so, so let me give you an example. If 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 Clear's on and I post a quest, Clear will it'll show Clear. It'll say Hollywood Cole has posted a quest, or Lockie's my name on there, whatever. Lockie has posted a quest, and then he can join it at any time. If I fire an SOS or a flare in that mission, then anybody can join it. Uh, so if you joined, a, if you just started an online session, then anybody can, you can kind of fine tune, hey, I want hardcore players only. I don't want beginners, I, you know, this level, whatever the case when you start it. And it'll just allow those people to, to join you. But anyway, that kind of stuff. And you can't go on an expedition. There's a way around it. I mean, to go on an expedition with somebody, you have to kind of do a different type of quest. And then once that quest is over, just everybody stays at camp and then you can kind of run around. So the four different types of quests, you got a sign quest, that's your main quest. You got optional, investigations, and then events. So events are on their own. You know, obviously it's just a special event. Uh, investigation are stuff you can do. That's kind of what you're going to be doing in game most of the time. Optional, a lot of times, uh, so there's, there's more experience gained and money gained for the optional. But a lot of times if you meet an NPC that wants a quest done, they'll give you a quest. That'll be under your optional quest. Usually get an item or some sort of maybe a mantle or some more uh, ingredients for your kitchen or for your uh, canteen. Now you're going to eat before you go out to fight. Gives you boosts, stat boosts, and whatnot. So those are the four types. And uh, when you post one, somebody in your whatever is pinned on the session you are in, somebody will see it and can join it if they want to. Otherwise, you're firing off an SOS. Now don't forget there are expedition quests as well, but they're not ones that you can select. They're ones that happen throughout the storyline. Yeah, that's right. So there are a few expedition quests, um, but they're few and far between, and they're usually only li- and they're only limited to storyline because they'll say, go out into the world and start tracking, you know, basically. It's like that. And then you'll find a monster, and then you'll come back to home base, and there'll be a quest for that now, or an assigned quest. So it's kind of... Kind of weird. I just wanted to clarify. So, yeah, you go to a, a sign post and you post that quest. Say, hey, go find Diablos in uh, Wildspire Waste or whatever. Or, or like Clear saying, you can just walk out of the town and just join, go out and run around all you want to by yourself. There'll be monsters that pop up at random, or you can just be foraging or whatever the case. So, you don't have to go. There's time limits associated with your actual quest expedition. There's no time limit. So, yeah, thanks. I forgot about clarify that so what else about it man i mean uh it's kind of so let's just kind of talk about so this is where you're going to get to some minor spoilers i'll write this down well and one thing yeah and one thing too to uh, mention too to touch back on the crafting there's actually a whole another part once you get further along in the game called melding i haven't messed with that i haven't messed with that any yet but you can actually craft uh higher rarity pieces and parts there as well so um, melding is actually going to be something that probably will start diving into more since we're hitting the higher ranks. 
And then also, too, you have uh, botanicals where you can actually grow your herbs. So, so you don't have to grab them out in the field. You can go, you know, have them growing at your botanical research area and grow it for you. I grow flash bugs so I can have plenty of flash pods all the time. Yeah, the melder is cool. Um, you really need to get the uh, different prints when you start killing tempered monsters later on down the This is way later. So let's go ahead and talk about the breakdown. Again, it's going to be minor spoilers here. So again, minor spoilers. So we're not going to get into the story, but we'll tell, tell you about what's to come. So uh, once you kill the final boss, I'll try to keep it as, as uh, cool as possible. So you get you gain a monster hunter rank as you go along, killing certain beasts. And you'll get to 15 before you get to the final boss. And once you kill that final boss, everybody jumps to 29. That's so random. I don't know why they do that. I've actually fa- I've actually heard and saw that a few people did not jump to 29. So what what I'm thinking that is, is they actually didn't do much of the optional quests and just ran slam through the story. And okay. just did nothing, but the, did nothing but the story quest. Because technically what it is, is 15 is a soft level cap where all of the XP that you earned isn't the uh, uh, it, yeah, investigation uh, all that stuff isn't isn't equated until you hit um, 15 and then once you hit 15 you unlock the soft cap well there's another soft cap at 29 you have to fight a specific quest there and then that soft cap is released and you actually have uh, another dump of XP because I know when I hit 29 I just finished I just beat my quest at that point I went to rank 36. I think Hollywood, I think he went higher than that. Yeah, if I did, I think I went to 36 or 37. I don't know, but it just depends on... There's ta- there's there's so many investigations to do that it's just... Uh, I mean, the optional quests are good. You can kind of see a light at the end of the tunnel there. But there's a ton of investigations, and they're they're not really in any particular order either. Like, a, I got a level 9 star quest. That's where you get the tempered. And you just got to search through there, and you'll see blue stars. So blue stars are low ranks. So you're like, okay, whatever. I'm going back to low. Oh wait, no, there's a level nine mixed in with it. <laughs> you know, it's just like, okay, whatever. So then I go kill the tempered monster. That's when you get the the blueprints, and then you'll get to 49, and then you level cap again until you kill this other tempered monster. We won't get into that, and then your level cap is removed, and uh, you know, see what happens after that. I don't know. But who, what's the highest level guy you've seen run around? Not not on not on YouTube, but you've run the into the highest level guy that I actually played with was a one eighty seven. That is some serious play. The highest that I have ever seen uh, outside of game and everything. There is somebody that did level cap, which is the level cap is nine ninety nine, level nine hundred and ninety nine. Wow. Now, granted, I think that they didn't use the most honest ways of hitting that but i have seen some people that are around level 250 to 300 uh some streamers that pretty much have dedicated all of their streaming time to this game so i mean there are people out there that have hit high high ranks but you know the highest i've played with is like like i said like a 180 180s somewhere in there i played with well the thing is i'm a level 42 now i think or 43 and I got the best weapon for my class, Insect Glaive, that I want to use. I mean, again, so first of all, let me clarify. There's not actually a best weapon uh, as far as a bow or whatever. So your play style, there is a best weapon in class. Uh, but still, it's still a little bit uh, up, up dependent upon you. If you want the best poison weapon or the best fire weapon or the best 
dragon weapon or just the best raw damage weapon. Depending on your style, that's what you can get. But I got the best weapon for what I want it uh, to use. So, um, and the best armor that I that play style. So the only thing I can do is really upgrade my gems. But I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is, dude, you're playing with the same gear as you grind from 49 to 180. You know, that's some serious grindage. Uh, I mean, and I'm missing something. Is there more gears or different gear? Or? Well, I mean, so based on your play style is based on what you're going to do. What some people do and what I've been reading a lot of lately is people are trying to build these elementless builds where they're going in, getting the pieces and parts from these different armors that have no element status on them and have no element status on their weapons. So now they can go in with a pure attack and go fight these monsters and, and give themselves a challenge. Well, also, too, on the other side of that is people that are getting their armor builds for each specific, each specific monster. So, like, each monster has weaknesses, and people are building an individual build for each monster. So, like, Hollywood was just speaking that he said that he got the quote-unquote best insect glaive that you can get. For him, that's the best insect glaive. For me, it might not be because it might be in my play style to get to make sure that I have a poison damage insect glaive to fight this monster that is extremely weak to poison. Uh, you've got you know pe- monsters weak to thunder, to dragon, to water, to fire, to blast, paralysis, stun. You've got all these ailments that you can you can have builds towards. And I know a lot of people that are doing that. They're building their builds toward having a stronger attack of that element so they can go in and attack this monster. Um, You know, a couple of the dragons there, they have just some crazy effects that happen to you. And I know people that are building their armor and going and collecting armor specific to be able to combat that so they can go in and help other people. Now, they're not doing it so they can go beat monsters. They're doing it to help other people. That's what I think is awesome. So far, out of this community, I've found a lot of people are very friendly in this community, and there's a lot less toxicity in this community than some of the other games. So that that makes this game a lot of fun, too, because I know that I, I've really just messed up somebody's game the other night. I was playing terrible, and this one dragon was just kicking my butt every time I turned around. And I fainted a couple times on this person's quest, and they had to redo their quest. I was like, "Man, I'm so sorry, I screwed up your quest." They're like, "No, no, no, no harm, no foul, no big deal." So, it's a great community for all of that. But you know, you've got so many different paths you can go that the grinding out to level hunter rank 400 can actually be something fun because you can build your each individual weapon because you can go through your weapon trees. And there's this just ridiculously long list of weapons that you can build just for dual blades. There's several different types and basically a dual blade to match every single large monster. And there are even some that match some of the small monsters too. So you can build all of those out as well as armor that matches that. And you've got low rank, high rank armor. And when you hit high rank, you actually have alpha beta armor. So you've got this plethora of armor of stuff to do, stuff to build, stuff to craft, stuff to meld, that you can go in so many different directions and really only touch half the game. Yeah, so that's a good point about the um, the feigning there. I forgot to cover that. So if you start a quest, 
And uh, in investigation, some of them only have, you faint one time. Some of them have three times, five times, whatever. Your average quest is going to have three times. Uh, that just means you lose your HP, you get knocked out. You faint, they cart you back to your camp and dump you off. All your buffs are gone. You got to kind of start from scratch to some degree as far as your buffs and health and stamina. Uh, but you take food and potions or whatever or eat at the canteen to get your stamina maxed out and your uh, HP maxed out. Also attack up or element defense up this whole this whole plethora of different status you can do so if you go fight a tough monster like i said you shoot an sos well the monster grows a little bit in strength as well gets more hp and all this kind of stuff to make up for there's going to be a ton of damage you have a little palico cat that runs with you uh can help you buff or put down uh i know clear wants to talk about the palico i saw something today Uh, that i got to talk about it's hilarious all right, we'll talk about this. But, you know, you have that. If it's just two people playing, you'll both have your Palicos. Once there's a third player get, that comes in for your game, you lose them. But uh, so you, you're kind of rolling the dice. You can have up to four players uh, when you shoot an SOS flare for a tough uh, mob because you might be doing okay. Maybe it's not killing it as fast as you want. So you shoot an SOS. Some guy gets in there, doesn't know what he's doing, and dies three times. You you're, you lost. you got to start all over. So. Just hope that they know what they're doing when they come in there. But you can really mess up somebody's game if you don't know what you're doing. And the faint limit, something that you know, I want to make sure people know, the faint limits that they have on the quest is three faints. It's not per person. It's for the entire quest. Yeah, exactly. So if you have four people drop in and two of them faint off of a one-shot hit from one of the monsters, you've only got one more faint left, and then that's game. you got to start over. So you got to be leery about that, too. And then just real quick about the monster's activity. So this is kind of important to cover. And then we can get to the Palico. But the monster, they behave a certain way based on how much HP they have, based on if they're enraged or mad. Uh, and you have to observe these different movements uh, in order to know where to back off or, or attack. Um, and like I said earlier, you can capture them. You lay a trap down. They get caught in the trap, and you hit them with tranquilizer bombs, and then they you've caught it. Or you can just beat it down and kill it and then skin it, you know, or so to speak, just carving pieces out of it. You don't get as many rewards. You still get a good amount, but you don't get as much. If you're looking for something rare, it's highly, highly recommended that you capture the monster. But anyway, as you're fighting it, you'll see it get tired. You'll see it kind of stand there for a minute, depending on the weapon you use. If you got a heavy weapon, they're going to get stunned, stuff like that. But it'll eventually try to limp off, usually. You can kill it before it limps, but... If you see it limping off, it's capture uh, ready. And it usually is going back to its nest to go to sleep. So you can capture that creature at that point or plant bombs around it and blow it up or whatever you want to do uh, to get there. But as you are getting your investigation on by finding tracks and little things like mucus or something like that that it might leave behind, as you're searching for it, you'll be able to upgrade your knowledge about that monster and you'll kind of have little indicators on your mini-map as, a, for instance, a skull you'll know that monster is ready to capture. But before you get that investigation uh, level built up, you won't know that skull. You really have to just watch that monster movement. So pretty cool uh, to be that observant and, and good communication. And that's always helpful with a group. So on the Palicos, they're great, helpful. Uh, they're, they're really helpful to you at times. And sometimes they're completely worthless. Like one time, <laughs> this is, this is one, I'm going to give you a worthless example and a heroic example. So the worthless example is one one time I'm sitting here fighting a monster and I notice my health is getting low. So I chug a max HP 
And as I'm chugging a max HP, my little Palico goes, Oh, here you go, boss. Here's you a Vigor Wasp. A Vigor Wasp heals you and uh, ups your um, stamina all the way back to full. Well, I just took a max potion that did that. So that means I wasted a max potion. He wasted his Vigor Wasp. And now I have to wait even longer for him to help me out. So he just basically did nothing to help me in the fight. Now, a heroic one is, is I've actually watched a few videos on this. I've seen it tw- I've seen it in two different videos. So there's this thing that's called stun lock. Basically, when the monsters hit you and stunned you to where you can't move. The only way that you can get out of that is wait for it to expire. The monster run over you, which... Nine times out of ten, if you're stunlocked, he's going to kill you off the next hit if he hits you while you're stunlocked. Or you can have one of your teammates hit you. And a few videos I've seen recently, they've been called the Heroic Palicos. It's been when a monster has stunlocked a, you know, the, the, your character, and your Palico out of nowhere comes running up and smacks the mess out of you, sends you flying back right as the monster's doing its major attack that's going to kill you. I've seen that in two separate videos, and it was perfect timing by the Palico that just smacked... I mean, literally, when he hit, when the Palico hit the guy, the guy flew like 10 feet back in game distance, you know, and flew just enough out of the way to not get affected by the damage from the, from the blast attack that these monsters were doing. So Palicos can be extremely helpful if you level them up enough, and, I mean, my Palico's, I feel like he's pretty high in level for Palico, but I guess he's just not smart enough in the fight in the fight times because it's just, he just does some silly things. Now, there's sometimes that they do some awesome things. I mean, I've seen my Palico run out a little cannon cart and just start blasting on the on whatever I'm fighting and, and do some good damage. And I've seen my Palico even throw flash pods before out of nowhere, just dragons up in the air and i'm like i can't do anything all of a sudden a flash pot out of nowhere i'm like where did you hide that at and that now now i'm able to go attack the monster so a palico can be very helpful for you when you're going it alone and you're not really alone at that point you're kind of like one and a half players at that time because like i said it's very hit or miss on your palico if he's going to be very helpful for you at that fight or not yeah so your palico you can develop their own individual armor and uh Weapons, so they got different effects, like a slash effect, so or or blunt effect or whatever. As you know, you slash, you can you know sever stuff easier. Blunt, you can stun it, uh, and then you get the blast poison. They can do all that too. So you're just developing their armor and weapon for them, but you can also get them other uh, kind of uh, I don't know support uh, weapons. So he's saying yeah. the bigger wasp, so that just heals you. There's also a a uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a it plays a melody for you, so it can boost your attack. It can boost your defense, your element resistance, your give you earplugs, so you don't, uh, you know, shake or whatever when the monster cover your ears and kind of lock up whenever the monster roars or stun protection, you know, whatever. Depending on again how level up he is, uh, my guy's running with a plunder blade right now, which is just That's a side quest. Say, the plunder blade, yeah, yeah. So it's a side quest. You just kind of there's no no way to tell you're just running around uh, an expedition and there's like a little cat out there and you have to uh do certain things you know this one you just you see cats other cats all the time but this one's a, a unique one you kind of got to listen up and i don't want to give it give it away but you do certain things and then they give you a plunder blade what that does is it just basically just farms pieces of the monster off as you're fighting him 
gives you a little bit more rewards toward the end of the mission. So overall, man, I, I'm still enjoying the game. Um, I just, like you said, it's just fun to get on there. It's, there's something to be said, or I like getting on there and going and just schwacking some monster that was giving me a hard time before, you know, and, and, and taking him out real quick and uh, helping other people get, get leveled up because you're really going to, I think you're going to really need the help, especially later on too. So getting everybody up to the same monster hunter level, or at least within, you know, one or two is uh, always a good thing to, uh, especially for your, for your squad. So they're not going to be much help. They can't even join a quest if they're level nine, you know, and you're doing a level 40 quest or whatever. Obviously the more help, the better. So it's a, in the communication, you know, the more you fight to get, it's just kind of the weird thing. You know, the more you fight together, the better you're going to learn each other's Mm -hmm. moves and this kind of stuff. So you'll be more effective. And I'm hoping that it gets very difficult to where you really have to concentrate on what you're doing to get farther. So, so far it's not been too difficult. I don't think the difficulty factor once you learn the controls and stuff is too bad at all. Well, the tempers are going to start giving us a little more, uh, challenge cause they do do things a little different. They do have a lot more, uh, HP and they're tougher bosses. And then too, with the DLCs that are coming out, the one that I know of right now that's been announced is another monster that they're going to release and they call it, I, I, I'll, I'll try to say the name and I'll spell, spell it. It's devil Jeho. It's devil and then J H O. And basically people have already dubbed it the T-Rex pickle. Cause it looks like just, this this long, I mean, it's green, looks like a big old angry pickle with arms and nasty teeth coming out <laughs> of it. And uh, so that that's going to be coming out from from the rumblings that I get that that's going to actually present a pretty big challenge to the players. That's good. Oh, I hope they release just new monsters every so often and make it difficult. So what this means to us... Uh, at least for me, what I'm focused on is like, man, I can't wait to see what the armor looks like, what the armor perks are going to be. Me too. What the weapon perks, maybe this is new charm or something. See, this is the kind of stuff you think about when you fight a new, new, uh, creature. It's just so much fun to kill him. And then you, you feel a sense of accomplishment too, because you've learned, you know, what is, what you learned that monster's traits or whatever, and been able to, to kill it or capture it and then go see what, uh, what kind of what rewards are you going to get as far as armor upgrades and stuff? So, of course, you got your armor class AC and stuff like that too, not just the perks. So, this, you know, the harder enemy is going to give you more defense, raw defense too. But yeah, man, I, I really, I, I, I don't know how long I'm going to play it. I'm still enjoying it. I'm play it as long as I enjoy it. And uh, I plan, originally planned on playing it until Red Dead Redemption Two came out. I don't know if I'm going to keep it that long. That's a long time. Yeah, you will. October. Yeah, you will. You'll play it. I'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> was it October, right? We're October ready October twenty sixth, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere right in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that one. But but anyway, man, uh any final thoughts on that? It's a fantastic game. If you don't have it, go out and get it and play it. Uh you you want to come play with us, hit us up on Facebook and we'll get you an invite to the H and K squad and get you to play in there. The good thing about squads is you can be a member of up to eight squads, so you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, who you're teaming up with. So, you know, come join us. We'll help you out. You know, like I said, you've got a level 36 and a level 42-ish that we're right here with. And, you know, I play with a couple other squads as well whenever I can't get on with Hollywood and some of our other guys. So, 
Yeah, we'll certainly help you out. I, you know, I, I like helping. I love so this be- game is so much fun in helping because it's like you get to help somebody, and if they're on the headsets with you, you can you can actually explain to them. Okay, look, this monster is going to do this, this, and this. Be prepared for it. And when it does this, this, and this, either roll or Superman dive, and you're good to go. Yeah, and it's not going to be a quick uh, go in there and take them out. And I mean, it, obviously, when you get stronger, you can, but. The first time you face a monster, I mean, you're going to be prepared for about 15 minutes or so. They have cut it down. I remember on the old ones where you would be, you would fight for the full. You didn't want to play anymore because you're like, I don't feel like spending 45 minutes just to kill this one monster or failing, and then I didn't get anywhere. But uh, they've cut it back, which is, you know, you can kill three monsters in 30 minutes. I killed a tempered Raytheon, a regular B-52, and a Le- Le- Ligana, whatever that little Legiana, snowbird or yeah. whatever. Legiana in like 30 minutes max. It wasn't too bad. And then it's a tempered Dareth. I keep fighting and he's real easy. You know, I'm sure like tempered Rathalos, a big dragon. Not looking forward to that one. Tempered Diablos. I will probably just not even do it. <laughs> just a hate. I hate. I'll it. drag you through that one. I will. I'll, yes, I'll call, I'm gonna have to. <clears throat> I'll call our buddies from the other squad and get them up and help us drag through that one because. It'll be doable, but I just want to have some good company doing that one because I'm going to get frustrated. Yeah. I don't do not like Diablos. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and do the uh, the winner of the SNES Mini. Let's Finally do done it. with this thing. Let's see who so, gets this thing. I got the entire uh, names, thousands of names here. Just thank, yeah, thank y'all for, for taking the time to liking comments, posting on comments, you know, it was fun to go count, to, to pull all the entries in because I actually got to go back through again and read comments on the uh, on all the posts and everything and see what people are liking. So it kind of helps us as well, too, to kind of gauge what y'all like seeing and trying to give you more of what you want to see and less of what you don't, too. So thank you yeah, very absolutely. much. So thank you very much for that. There is, it's a lot more useful than just getting you a SNES Mini. It helps us to get you content that you like to see more versus just the random smatterings of stuff that we put up. Absolutely. And uh, I love reading the comments. I like seeing people share it with other people. I liked interacting with you guys. I commented on a few of them and uh, people would would come back and share their video game experiences, their collections, and just their stories on the uh, SNES, which is always a fun thing. Kind of like exactly what we're doing now, just to have fun reminiscing on this kind of stuff. So uh, we have, I'm gonna put the random number generator all the way up to 4,817 to zero. And we're gonna do this right now. Random number generator on Google, very simple. Minimum one, max four, eight, seventeen. All right, here we go. Let's roll the dice. Two thousand eight hundred eighty-two. Let's see who that is. Two eight eight two. It's gonna take a minute to finally scroll up to there. <laughs> two eight eight two. Let's see what the name's gonna be. I'm excited. I am too. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> twitching over it. here. I'm like, hey. oh my gosh, this guy. I don't see his name anywhere else. Here I don't know how many interests he has, but Osvaldo Navarez. Osvaldo Navarez. Hey, Congratulations. He must have been only on the uh, contest post because he was not in any of the ones that I went through. Yeah, he, he must have been one I was recording. So, congratulations, Osvaldo Navarez. I will. Uh, get in touch with you on hopefully you like the page 
and you'll be very easy to find. Otherwise, it's going to otherwise we're going to be too much fun. We're going to spin again. <laughs> no, no, I'll dig. I'll dig around in there if you didn't like the page and find you, uh, and 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 send you a message or something on Facebook and tell you ask you where you want it sent, and we will send it uh, right away, man. So thanks for playing. Thank everybody for playing. Yeah, thank y'all guys. And uh, this is crazy. I don't know if he's entered another one. I, I, we like we just kind of as they saw him pop up, we would uh, put them on there. So. Uh, if he only has one entry, man, that's hilarious. That's it. That's impressive too. I mean, that that shows you the power of just entering. If he only had one, absolutely, so. man. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, again, thanks for playing, and and guys, keep listening because we are always going to be doing these contests. Um, we 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 do this podcast because we really enjoy gaming. Obviously, uh, I, I enjoy the camaraderie we get from other gamers. I like to geek out. I like to. Uh, meet people on um, Twitter, on Facebook, and stuff like that. So we want to share that love, man, uh, for gaming with other people. So, dude, I'm dropping hints on free games all the time. I'm, we're going to be dropping new contests coming out, just like this edgy, uh, SNES mini contest. Um, we're thinking something like a Switch next time or something. So it'll be even bigger. Uh, we don't know exactly what we're going to do, but we want it to be bigger. Uh, the SNES was a great starter contest really because was. you just... You don't need anything else. You just uh, plug it up and play, man. It just kind of shows you. That's my favorite system, the SNES. I think it's probably Clears or maybe Sega, but no, I mean the SNES is going to be up there for me. It's going to be in my top two. So I got so uh, got way too many good memories on that system. Yeah, great system. But uh, but anyway, guys, yeah, keep listening and watch out for these contests. And uh, we hope you guys uh, are enjoying this as much as we are. And uh, I guess we'll call that good, man. Sounds good. You guys, take care. Listen, listen, listen.